Five Perspective Podcast. Join us called Thug Passion featuring Drastic. Yeah, where my light at? Tonight we going digital. Bottles in this bitch, we in the club spash. Model on my wrist, these bitches love fashion. Had to take my wrist out cause I love flash. Alizé and Chris out, that's that Thug Passion. Bottles in this bitch, we in the club spash. Model on my wrist, these bitches love fashion. Had to take my wrist out cause I love flash. Alizé and Chris out, that's that Thug Passion. Thing. One of his children knock on the door, let him know they in the building. Drop a nigga off at his daddy house. Horses in the motor, brought a paddock out. I got him mad about we on the run like it's cat and mouse. And that ain't even shit I wanna brag about. Do y'all like RuPaul get dragged out? My niggas been on a mission to crack superstitions. That cash we gon' get it. They mad when we get it, like laughing at midges. Hit cracking the ceiling, cause mad that they missed it. Drive fast when I'm whipping, detaching the ceiling like cracking a mystic. I spaz when I'm lifted, but glass that I'm gifted. The atmosphere shifted, the passion I'm living, but damn, I just killed it. Bottles in this bitch, we in the club spaz. Yep, yep. Brand new Dean Drastic That song is called Thug Passion Thanks for joining me on another episode of the Fly Perspective Podcast Before I get started on this episode of the Fly Perspective Podcast Let me get you guys hip to a scam that I was brought aware of today I get home, I have a piece of mail from my medical insurance basically stating that I was billed for services that was aided in Chicago to me. I haven't been in Chicago in about a couple years, so no. Got on the horn, they're trying to track down this foreign doctor where these services were given. They can't figure it out. They're going through an investigation. We'll see what happens. So make sure y'all checking y'all mail because usually when I get insurance information mail, I just put it to the side, especially when I haven't been to the doctor. So, check it out, man. Scammers gonna scam. Tis the season. Space heater going. Twerking. I love to have the space heater on my feet, man. Like, it don't matter if I got the heat going on or whatever, whatever. It ain't nothing than a better feeling to have the heater on your feet, my G. You put that heat on your feet, man. That's hot tootsies, man. Tootsies. Man, that's what my grandma used to call our feet when I was younger, tootsies. You got hot tootsies, bro. I always keep a nice space heater on deck, you know, for the winter time. Put that joint in front of your feet while you're watching TV. Man, that's legendary living, man. Legendary. In the Midwest, we just got done with negative degree temperatures. I think it got up to like a negative 10 or 11. And uh, luckily, them them days fell on my off days because, man, I did not want to leave out the house. Went out the house, you know, put salt down. Uh, I don't think I ran to the grocery store right when the temperature started to drop. But, you know, in them, that time, man, they, that, that negative weather, that's going to put your house to the test, your insulation, your furnace, uh, the pipes, water pipes, you know. Uh, man, there was a lot of people i seen on Facebook saying their pipes frozen or their furnace went out. And it's just like, man, that's just the wrong time for that stuff to be happening. You know, you got to thank God for the stuff we take for granted. You know what I'm saying? Subconsciously. You know, that's one of my things I always say. And I remember I was like 18 when I first moved in my place and the furnace went out. And I had to wait till like, I had to wait at least like three days 
for um, you know somebody to come out and fix it or the company to come out and fix it because I want to say it was a snowstorm or whatever. So I was just in the crib, man. But I was so appreciative to like be in my own spot. You know what I'm saying? I was wrapped up in blankets, full coat on, a uh, tracksuit under it. You know what I'm saying? Space heater going or something. You know that old school uh, when you boil some water on the stove in like a big pot. You know what I'm saying? And get that get that heat going like that. Um, so yeah, I very, I very much appreciate, you know, everything, you know, especially with stuff like that when it comes to the comfort of your living. That also happened to me once when I was in college in my, uh, my 88, uh, 740 Volvo Turbo. Uh, the, the, <laughs> the heat went out and it was like negative degrees and I had like a 20 minute drive. Uh, as a matter of fact, it was me and my boy String, man. Uh, shout out to him. And we was in the car, we was cold as hell, but hey. Like, again, we were just grateful that somebody had a car we can get around, you know what I'm saying? So, hey, life will definitely life, so you can appreciate things. 2022 going into 23, and I'm not a New Year's resolution type of person, but uh, I just try to be better than I was yesterday, man, and that's the goal. Uh, I'm, I'm on track. I'm still clearing up all my debt, besides them student loans, and I'm hoping that they forgive. I mean, I got that email that they sent out about, oh, yeah, you got approved and all this. We just got to wait to see about the lawsuits, if they're going to be able to get past the lawsuits. Hey, man, get past the lawsuits, man. So some people can get a nice chunk taken off, forget what they got, you know, forgiven, and they can kind of get a fresh start, man. I think this economy, a lot of people just need a fresh start. A lot of things are just predatory. Like when I'm out here talking about the interest rates and credit cards and interest rates on mortgage loans, you know, it's stuff, some stuff is systematically designed so you just don't get ahead. You know, even with like student loans, man, that's the one thing you can't get rid of. You can't file bankruptcy and not pay them student loans, man. I've seen a documentary and I forget what it's called, but I'm sure it was on Netflix. Uh, Charged it to my head, not my heart, but it was situations where uh, older people were on there talking about how student loans were taking their Social Security checks, like garnishing their checks to pay back student loans that they got way back when that the interest just went crazy on and you know the rest. So it's like sad, man. People didn't retire. And you and your, you know, mid-60s or 70s and student loans trying to garnish your money, your Social Security that you, you living off of. So you got to go out and get a little job to try to pay them back. It's crazy, bro. Just really in like this year and a half, honestly, I've been basically working diligently to make sure a lot of things are in order. So just set myself up for, you know, an easier later on in life, if that make any sense. You know, of course, we always know life ain't going to be easy. There's always going to be some type of curveball. But I'm saying, for example, like I say, paying off debt, I got a credit card with X, Y, Z percentage, you know, knowing that paying a minimum payment on that is never going to pay it off. And I'm using it. So, I'm, you know, stuff like that, making sure, hey, I'm paying that joint off. I'm getting rid of this credit card or whatever, you know, because the interest rate is too high. Uh, focusing on saving more money, you know, emergency fund that I do not touch. Uh, making sure that my investments are good, you know, like my stocks and all that type of stuff. Crypto is down. I don't know if I told y'all that. I wouldn't mess with crypto right now. That's <laughs> that's a weird uh, situation that's going on with crypto. I know I was on here before talking about it and how I had some gains in it, and I did. You know, I did make a little money off some crypto money, but uh, as of late, it just got to be a weird space where all these weird coins and all that stuff was coming out that really wasn't um, lucrative. And then Hey, if you, if you want to look it up too, like you have the CEOs of certain um, crypto coins, they're just finding them dead. They end up dead randomly, and they're like in their mid thirties or you know stuff like that. You know, just man, I don't know. The world is a wild place, man. And where there are holes, the people to get over, they gonna get over. You know, it don't matter. Uh, don't matter. I was watching the Bernie Madoff uh, documentary the other day. Awesome documentary about if you're into like. Uh, money scams and stuff like that. He was one of the 
Wakoda to be one of the, the, the top investors ever, you know, uh, making so much money on his returns for his clients. Nobody knew how he was doing it. And he got away with it for, man, I think like 30, 40 years or something like that. You know, it ended up being like a $65 billion uh, Ponzi scheme. And it just, the documentaries on Netflix, it shows how he was able to basically rob Peter to pay Paul. You know, uh, if I'm telling you, you give me $1,000 next month, I can give you $2,000. But I got 100 people giving me $1,000 a month, and I'm giving you 2000 You know, that, that just that type of math, you know. So, and he was trying to just get people their money back, but it got to be a point where it just got to be too much. Again, check it out, because the story is just so theatrical. It's just very theatrical. But back to stocks, you know. Um, if y'all want more info about stocks, just hit me up. I might do an episode with my boy, Corey uh, True, man. Uh, shout out to Count Up, the whole Count Up Entertainment. Um, he does investments and uh, insurance and stuff like that. Very knowledgeable brother. And, um, yeah, so I might do an episode with him and we talk about stocks and we talk about uh, what we know as far as how to make money on them, etc. I'm more into, like, the long-term holds at the moment. It's like setting up stocks for my retirement, uh, you know, index funds, ETFs, uh, long-term stocks uh, that are, will pretty do pretty good in a recession or not, like Amazon or um, energy or... Uh, you know, like John Deere, agriculture, you know, stuff like that, food, stuff that's just going to be lucrative, you know, whether the economy is up or down, because people going to eat, you know, liquor, people going to drink, you know, stuff like that. So I'm into that at the moment, and uh, I'm going to get into some options trading. Uh, it's a little confusing at the moment, but it's very lucrative, and I see a lot of brothers making some good money. You know, once you can figure out the formula and, you know, crack that code on how to predict, you know, whether the stock is going up or down, because that's what you're doing, your calls and puts on options, you're trying to uh, predict, you know, you're going to make money whether it goes up or down based on your prediction. But enough about that. Make sure y'all checking on y'all taxes. Uh, if you, not your income taxes, not the money you're getting back. I'm talking about the taxes you might owe the government or owe your state if your state has taxes, like property tax, you know. So, hey, it's the middle of January now. Man, hey, make some payments if you can because all they're going to do is run that back up, run that interest up on you. Speaking of taxes, I saw an interview on Vlad TV from Montel Jordan. I don't know you youngsters. I don't know. That's uh, a brother. He had a song. This is how we do that. Mm, 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 mm. Anyway, he talked about how he owed the IRS $11,000. Now, mind you, he didn't know he owed the money because of like his record situation. He didn't know how the record deals were structured and money advances and all that stuff was going on. So he didn't know how the taxes were structured. So he didn't know. And it ended up ballooning to be owed like $1 million. $1.7 million. In that interview, he showed, he talks about that. Like, go check that out. It's like, the way tax, I always say, the way taxes are set up is like, it's highway robbery. It's like, how they set it up and how it's structured. It's wild. Mad wild. And to this day, that got to be one of the best party songs ever. You can drop that wherever. It's still going to come on and people going to jam like it's a brand new song, man. You know, but even though he don't even own the rights to that song no more because of the tax situation. It's crazy, man. Man, we're going to drop it for old time's sake, man. What is it? Sitting at 160, what is that? 160 million views, bro. Man, hold on. This is how we do it. Come on, bro. Man, come on. You can't tell me. <laughs> hey, that's one of the most fire songs, man. You can drop that anytime. People going to jam. Anytime. We had a lot of fallen stars this year, and, you know, rest in peace to anybody that passed away this year, your loved ones. I uh, definitely had a loved one, um, you know, celebrity-wise. Well, as of late, uh, since our last podcast, what was it, uh, Takeoff? 
died just, you know, some random crazy stuff. It's just like, with him, it was like he was the quietest one. Never had no conversations, nothing going on. And then he died, like, how they trying to paint it as, like, randomly as far as, like, he just got hit with a stray bullet. Uh, dude just got arrested. We don't know. We'll see what comes out of that. But it's just sad, you know. Like, he was the originator of that triplet flow, uh, like Bone Thugs and Harmony and all that. He brought that to the trap scene. So rest in peace to him. And it's just sad, like, him and Offset didn't get to mend their differences or whatever was going on or why the Migos broke up because Quavo and Takeoff started doing their own thing. I'm not sure if I talked about PNB Rock. That was crazy. Uh, then as of late, like last week, what was it? Uh, Big Scar. If you, I'm not sure if you hip to him, but he was signed to Gucci Man. He was a very dope rapper, man. He was only 22 years old. Died from a, a perk overdose or something from what I saw. And I'm sure it had like fentanyl in it or some shit they said. And uh, what was it? Like Aaron Carter passed the same way. Like these fake pills are, you know, messing people up. Um, just like Mac Miller, you know, the, the pills he took when he died. Uh, rest in peace, Mac. I got a poster in my my studio right now of Mac. And then on New Year's Day, you got Gangsta Boo of a drug-related overdose. With her situation, her brother had overdosed as well, but he made his way to the hospital, and then they found her at the crib. 3-6 Mafia being one of my favorite groups of all time, and then it's like Gangsta Boo was in the crew uh, with Lil Chat. You know, they were the two females, but I do remember... They would talk about heavy drug use, you know, in a lot of their songs and stuff. And I remember even an interview with Juicy J had, and they were questioning him about drugs, and he mentioned meth. And it's like, damn, bro, who's doing meth? But I say that to say, you know, in this new day and time, it's just like that fentanyl is something crazy. And it's just crazy that they putting that shit into drugs that people do every day, and then you're not thinking twice when you're buying them. Because I'm sure I haven't seen the actual situation, but... 90% of the chance it's going to be something that had to do with fentanyl. Watch. That's how all the deaths been going lately. We're going to have to take it up one time for Gangsta Boo. One of the, come on now, one of her hits. Hold on, word. You know, yeah. One thing my mother always told me. I ain't even know it was a skit at the beginning of this. Okay. Man, come on. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hey, man, I remember being in the Saints skating rink. I might have been, I don't know, bro. I might have been 10 years old. <laughs> and the women used to twerk on you in that. Well, the girls at that age, the girls used to twerk on you. <laughs> Rest in peace, gangsta boot. Uh-huh. Man, she was killing that shit, bro. Rest in peace, Gangsta Boo. And then as of late, you got the bizarre situation with Tyree Nichols and the Memphis police. And the twist on this is these were brothers. And by brothers, I mean black people, like black police officers. Not like actual brothers from my Caucasian audience. Killed them. You know, and from what it looks like, they said he had... uh, uh, reckless driving, they observed everything, you know, it wasn't that, I don't know, man, I don't know, it's sad as hell, that brother was young, had a kid, and all those cops had other complaints, they were all in a unit called the the Scorpion Unit, it's like a special unit, but I heard they was like pulling up on brothers and beating their ass, like, you know, they was just doing crazy stuff, you know, and when the, dro- the, uh, the video dropped to Tyree Nichols, I couldn't watch it, I didn't watch it, 
you know, I get, you know, you get tired of seeing stuff like that. You know, even back to George Floyd, every situation is different, but you just get tired of seeing, you know, uh, black life just being on display, taken by cops, you know, either whether they was black or white, you know, either way it go, you know, you, you know, you do, you do the crime, do the time, man. They should, them boys should sit, you know. It's just sad that in other situations, uh, when the cops were white, you know, they were put off at the clock for a second, uh, and then they got, you know, suspended with pay or whatever, whatever. But these cops, as soon as it happened, these brothers was fired. <laughs> you know, well, you know, I'm not laughing at the situation, period. I'm just saying, like, but black, you know, <laughs> white people, just a suspension, the trial take 45 years, and this and that. You're still on the clock until whatever. As soon as it was some brothers, they was out of there, you know. Uh, but... I don't know, man. It's just it's just sad either way it go, and I don't even know what the answer is. I know people were saying pass the George George Floyd uh, Policing Act, but I mean, is that gonna fix it? What's gonna fix it? Don't nobody had an answer at all. Something strange as hell that I noticed like lately is like if I'm on the phone with somebody and I say the word of a product or something that I'm looking for or something. Ads of that thing will start showing up on my Facebook or on my Instagram. And it's like, man, how is the phone microphone integrated with the search engine or whatever? However they doing this surveillance to do that, man, because it's weird as hell, man. It's weird as hell. If you look at the like the like everybody has TikTok. I never downloaded TikTok because I was saying how like addictive it was and people would say how addictive it was. Like anything that people say was addictive, I didn't download. Like Angry Birds back in the day, you know, that little game. And it was like other few little games. Not that I'm a game player or nothing like that, but if somebody's telling me that something is addictive, I don't want it. You know, it's already, you know, enough that, hey, if I'm bored, I'm going to pull out my phone and possibly pull up social media because that's normally what's, you know, entertaining at the moment, you know, let alone like a girl at my job. Every time I walk past her, she's on TikTok. Scrolling through videos, and then like the other day in the lunchroom, she comes to me and is like, Hey, what do you think about this video? It was a video on TikTok of this woman talking about this, talking about that, you know, to each his own. But I say that to say, uh, back to uh, like like phone security and all that. Uh, if you looked at the uh, like the, the user agreement for TikTok and how they are like, once you hit that agree, you're like agreeing for them to know all your keystrokes, all your apps and file names, your time zone, your other devices that you use to log in to TikTok. Um, like I said, with the keystrokes, they know everything you're typing, everything you're searching, audio settings, like they can listen to you whenever they want to. Like I was just going back to say like that shit is weird. Its origin is in China. So it's like, you know, they got so much information on Americans. That's why uh, I remember seeing in an article that, like, the government employees on their personal devices that are issued by the government, they can't have TikTok. So they tell them now they got to delete TikTok, you know, so because, you know, hey, China can see everything y'all doing on TikTok. And China also where they, like, tell you you can't have more than, like, a couple kids or something like that. Try to see. Hold on. How much China is populated? Uh oh man oh shit they got 1.4 billion people in China bro well that was for 2021 so it might be more but yeah they tell you you can't have so many children over there like you can only have one child I think or it can't be a girl it was something like that man it's some crazy laws out there you know just like China you know how they control the internet like they control what people can see over there like on the internet and 
Uh, oh, it gets worse with like South Korea, where Kim Jong Un's from, with his people and how he reigns and how he treats the people. We get an interview from a lady named like Yamni Morgan. She was on Joe Rogan's podcast. He tells like bizarre treatment and stuff that the government over there, uh, how they treat them. And she talked about how she escaped. She got up out of there. I mean, from rape, uh, from how the government would try to starve the people, uh, uh, bizarre behavior like everybody, everybody's house had to have like a like a frame photo of the like the reigning family. Like you get caught in your house without a frame photo of them. And if I'm not mistaken, the same place was where if you were a prisoner in their jail, they would like kill you if they wanted to so they could harvest your organs. Like it'd just be some wild stuff going on out there, man. In the world, wild stuff in all these different countries. You know, uh, another documentary I watched, it came out in 2020. I watched it the other day. It was called Coded Bias. But it was just talking about all the stuff I was just talking about as far as, like, surveillance on the Internet and how different countries have surveillance and on their people, like how China, you have, like, a scoring. You know, there are cameras that are everywhere. So as you're walking, they have facial recognition. So if you're wanted, that you know, you the police will get alerted, you'll get taken off to jail as you're walking down the street, you know. Um, or you have a, a score, like, you know, if you have bad credit or if you are in debt, uh, stuff like that. Like, they were interviewing a woman, and she basically said she liked how they would score people because when you meet somebody, everybody has a score. And it'll have a card or whatever as far as everything, a breakdown about you in your life. And she said if a person had a good score, she would automatically trust them because of what the card said. It was just weird. You know, they had to, like, scan their face to buy things in the vending machine. I mean, the amount of surveillance that they have on people over there was just enormous, man. Like, you know, she was talking to them about how she had to look a certain way. Like, she had to smile, and if she didn't smile, her score would go down. Just weird stuff like that, man. You know, check it out. Coded Bias on Netflix. And we gonna ride out like this. Zell Montana. Joints called Jookie. Flop Perspective Podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
Yeah, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. I'm jugging.